Greeny with Mike Greenberg, the podcast. Greeny as we roll along here, presented by Progressive Insurance and Mike Tannenbaum, the general manager of my team, will join me live in just a moment on the Goodyear hotline. Jam-packed as the deals are being made fast and furious, but it's some of the deals that haven't been made that are getting the majority of the attention. But I forgot one thing. Hembo is with me today, hashtag Hembo, a member of the hashtag crew, and he has all these good trivia questions for me about the NCAA tournament. Trivia is sort of his thing. I don't know anyone I consider more trivial than Hembo, <laughs> and um, and I like these. So let's do a quick one before Tannenbaum joins me. Go. Greeny, who is the only coach to win a national title at multiple schools? The only coach to – was that – that's too easy. And, and, and Rick Patino. Rick Patino is correct. Oh, well, that was – I mean – it, it was from an easy bucket. Okay. Well, give me John. one from a less easy bucket. Like, let's, let's get <laughs> okay. Tannenbaum in. Tannenbaum, let me ask you a question. Mm. Mike Tannenbaum is with me here on ESPN Radio. Hello, Mike Tannenbaum. Do you guys know who the 1975 starting backcourt was for the University of Massachusetts? Uh, are you going to tell me that it was Rick Pitino and, and well, that's not going to be Julia Serving because uh, he would have been in the ABA yes. already by yes. then? Seventy-five? No, no, it was Rick. It was it was seventy-four, seventy-five, but it was Rick Pitino and Julia Serving were UMass teammates in the backcourt. I knew that they both went to school there, and I knew they were there at the same time. I thought that when did Doctor J come into the ABA? How about Tannenbaum just breaking out? Now, this was at UMass. He, he played has a, in the ABA as early as 1971, Mr. T. 71, Tannenbaum. I, I think you need to stick to, to, to football. Oh. I had a feeling that was wrong. <laughs> he did go He did go to UMass, and, and they, were, they did overlap, I believe, briefly, but I don't know that they were the same starting backcourt. Tannenbaum, I was going to say let's give you a trivia question here, but having heard that, I think that we're probably better off not doing so. Let's move on. Let's move on, and let's, let's get to the NFL here. So, look. You're, you're well aware of what's going on here in, in, in Chicago with Andy Dalton and, and everything else. So how do you read from where you sit? How do you read the Russell Wilson situation right now? Well, I agree with what Adam said on your show earlier, which is I, I don't think this is over because Pete Carroll or John Schneider Greeny could have come out and said, hey, of course, Russell Wilson's our quarterback and move on. So I don't think it's over. But with that said, as we've discussed before, I just don't see Seattle – taking a $39 million cap charge this year. I think the end is near, but I think the end is next season. So, so the one place that I could see that potentially changing, you brought this up on, on the show and, and others, that if they got themselves an option at quarterback that they like and maybe one who was a lot less expensive, we keep talking about Deshaun Watson being traded to one of the teams that have the super high draft picks. How about Russell Wilson? If, if you're Seattle, could you be talked into? I won't even use my team as an example. Could you be talked into Miami? Could you be talked into trading Russell Wilson to the Dolphins for a package that included the third pick in the draft, which could equal Justin Fields or Trey Lance or one of these other guys that you might like? 100% greeny. And I think the sweet spot for that discussion is from two to eight. And any of those teams from Jets, Miami, even Atlanta, because I think Matt Ryan is one year and gone. And then the floor to me in that discussion would be Carolina at eight. So from two to eight, I think that's where the sweet spot for Russell Wilson would be in play. And then I think when we flip it, the one interesting guy, if I'm Pete Carroll, just connecting the dots could be Sam Darnold in terms of if, in fact, the Jets do take Zach Wilson, you have the obvious USC connection with Darnold. But I also think the type of offense that Pete Carroll wants to play plays to Darnold's strength, a little bit more play action, run game, where maybe not as much as going to be on his shoulder. So 
I think if I'm Seattle, if I could get a couple of high picks and Sam Darnold, that would be the way I would consider moving on from Russell Wilson. Greeny and Tannenbaum with you here. To, to be clear, for those who've not heard your take on it, you are definitively of the opinion the Jets should take Zach Wilson with the second pick in the draft and move on from Darnold. 100%. And if we had Sean McDermott on right now, Sean McDermott, the head coach of the Buffalo Bills, he would say, I'd much rather defend Sam Darnold than Zach Wilson. And the reason we know that is he picked a guy in Josh Allen who's big, strong, and athletic, who's really difficult to defend outside the pocket. And Greeny, I've been really lucky. I've worked for guys like Parcells and Belichick, Mangini, Rex. And defensive coaches acquire offensive players they struggle defending. And when Sean McDermott traded up to get Josh Allen, that was his way of saying, hey, it's hard to defend these guys. Bill Belichick, Cam Newton, what's the one thing that Tom Brady couldn't do? He couldn't move. And hopefully, you know, Cam Newton continues to improve and get back to that. But the point is, Defensive coaches struggle defending mobile quarterbacks, and that's what Zach Wilson can do. He is mobile. He's not big, uh, to your to your point. You're talking about big and mobile. Josh Allen is big and mobile. Zach Wilson is not big, right? Correct. He's slight. He's about 218 pounds, but he's very athletic, and he can has uncanny accuracy down the field and can put a lot of pressure on a defense by moving around and throwing the ball outside the numbers 20 yards or more down the field. And I know, you know, we've heard David Pollock and other guys make comparisons to Mahomes or Rodgers. And when you watch him play Greeny, like you can see those comparisons because, again, it's the mobility and the arm strength. Yeah, and that, that's the thing. He plays at BYU, so most people have not seen him. And, and then everyone who looks at tape of him for the first time, all of you guys, well, you've been watching it all year, but all of my guys from Get Up, from the Ryan Clarks and all these guys who spent the whole year covering NFL football now are starting to look at the tape of the guys in college they weren't watching on TV, and every one of them falls in love with Zach Wilson. They all see what it is that you guys have seen all along. So he's going to be the second pick in the draft. The question is just who is going to make it. Uh, Greeny and, and Mike Tannenbaum with me on ESPN Radio were presented by Progressive Insurance. Uh, Tyrod Taylor signing in Houston as we all sit and wait and watch with bated breath the possibility of a Deshaun Watson trade. How should we read the signing of Tyrod Taylor in Houston? You know, Greeny, I thought that was a really, really smart decision. You know, Tyrod Taylor is a really interesting guy because you go back to the Jets. Rex hated going against him. He goes to Buffalo. He keeps him. Anthony Lynn goes from Buffalo to the Chargers. He brings him there. David Coley knows him, brings him to Houston. Tyrod Taylor has some real special attributes, and I think the reason this was a smart decision, what does it do? It takes the temperature down. David Coley can now walk into that locker room and say, hey, we got a guy here. He's played and started 48 games. We could go win with him. It's not perfect, but I think for the first time, we could sit here, Greeny, and say they've taken the temperature down a little bit in Houston. Which they need to do. But does it suggest to you anything one way or the other, about the likelihood of them trading Watson? Yes, I think, it, to me, when I saw that, I think they're in it for the long haul with Deshaun Watson and saying we could go function, we could go play football games with Tyrod Taylor, and we could go win. Tyrod Taylor's a guy that has won a lot of games in this league. Like I said, he started 48, and he's you can run a competent offense. I put this out last night on Twitter, but all things considered right now, Houston has a better quarterback situation than Chicago because Tyrod Taylor – is a guy that is a functional starter. And, again, I think with that singles to the marketplaces, Deshaun, we love you. We want you here. Obviously, there's serious allegations about the sexual misconduct. Putting that aside for a moment, 
we want you back and we're going to be able to play football games without you until you're ready to play. All right. We'll see. I, I, what I will admit, I raised my hand to this on, on TV today. When I saw that story that they had signed Tyrod Taylor, my first thought was, oh, that's it. Here comes the Deshaun trade. They're going to trade him now. But the more I thought about it, the more I sort of see it the way you see it, which is um, they've got a guy that they can have in place in the event that they wind up not trading him. So it gives them a little more footing than they perhaps had before. Uh, Mike T., always a pleasure. Thank you, my friend. We'll, we'll check in soon. This is good, and we're getting closer and closer here. So we'll talk soon. All right. Thank you. Appreciate it. All right, that's Mike Tannenbaum with me here on ESPN Radio. We're presented by Progressive Insurance, making it easy to bundle your home and car insurance. I have a lot more to get into here on this day where the free agency begins. The most respected voice at ESPN was mad as heck. Yesterday, you're going to hear why. And I've got another trivia question here from Hembo. Let me hear it. Greeny, only once have the same teams met in the national title game in back-to-back seasons. Which teams did that? Mm, that's a better question. I'm going to come back and try and get the answer to that right. My bet is I will. I think I will get that right. And then you will hear a very angry, respected voice next here, ESPN Radio. It's demon time on Prize Picks, where you can now win up to 100 times your money. That's right, 100, 100 times, times your money. With as little as four correct picks, you can turn $10 into $1,000. Demons and Goblins are the newest and most exciting way to play at prize picks. Squares marked with red demons or green goblins get you different payouts. And as always, prize picks is really simple to play. You can make your picks and submit your entry in less than 60 seconds. They even offer injury insurance so that your entries stay in play even if one of your players gets injured. Quick withdrawals, easy gameplay, and an enormous selection of players and stat types are what make PrizePix the number one daily fantasy sports app. Go to prizepix.com slash Greenberg and use code Greenberg for a first deposit matchup to $100. That's prizepix.com slash Greenberg, code Greenberg, for a first deposit matchup to $100. PrizePix. Pick more, pick less. It's that easy. Passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. From superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more, whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back because with ebay motors you're burning rubber not cash with all the parts you need at the prices you want it's easy to turn your car into the mvp and bring home that win keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com eligible items only exclusions apply greenie the podcast all right i feel like i should just remember this and i don't greenie with you presented by progressive insurance Guests on the Goodyear hotline, and I'm aggravated because Hembo, I really like trivia questions, and Hembo has given me a good one here that I feel like I should know, and I don't. Give me the question again. You should know. Only once have the same teams met in the national title game in back-to-back seasons. Which teams did that? I feel like I should know that, and and for some reason, I'm just not coming up with it. I I keep thinking of Duke and UNLV who played each other in back-to-back years, but it w- that was in the semifinals mm, correct. when Duke beat them stunningly, that team that I thought would never lose. 
And so I'm, I, if you're telling me that I should know it, then it makes me feel like it's in my lifetime because I was going to otherwise say UCLA was in it every year. There's got to be someone that they beat back-to-back seasons. Let me give you the years and still see if you can get it. Well, if you give me the years, I'm going to get it. I, Okay. Go ahead. 1961 and 1962. Oh, so that's the Oscar Robertson uh, Cincinnati teams against Ohio State? Cincinnati versus Ohio State is correct, but that was after Oscar Robertson. Okay, so that was the, the uh, Jerry Lucas mm-hmm. was on those teams. I think yes. Bob Knight was on the Ohio Bob State Bob Knight, and there's teams. one other legendary player. Well, John Havlicek, obviously. Yeah, those are the three. So 61 and 62. Okay, yeah, so that's okay. So I don't feel quite as bad about not getting that right. <laughs> I was going to guess... That all those years with Alcindor and everything that, that UCLA was there every year, I was going to throw out North Carolina because I just figured maybe they would have played them twice mm. in a row. But all right, you got me one way or the other with that. In the meantime, a little bit later, Hembo is going to give us some tips on filling out our brackets. He goes through all of the different machinations on this thing, and he knows exactly what you need to be thinking about as you fill out your brackets. But we will go back now to the NFL free agency stuff, and I will be taking some more of your phone calls on that coming up too because people are obviously – understandably very worked up about the things that have happened so far in the NFL because the entire sport is basically being upended right before our eyes. This year is so unusual, so unique based upon the blip that is the salary cap coming down that you're seeing a ton of movement and so many players got released and so few teams have the cap space. So teams are making significant moves. And then there's the trades and the two huge quarterbacks Deshaun Watson, is he going anywhere? Doesn't feel like it's happening imminently. And then there's Russell Wilson. And to all the people in Chicago, my sympathies, my (laughs) condolences. And that's not a Dalton thing. You know, I feel bad for Andy Dalton because he's not, this is not like the Mendoza line of quarterbacks. He's a better quarterback than that. But you can't tell your entire fan base you're about to get Russell Wilson and then give them Andy Dalton. Like, if you walked into a restaurant and they told you you're about to get the most delicious steak you've ever eaten in your entire life, and they walked over a little bit later with, like, you know, like a little chicken filet, like, you'd be like, okay, this was not bad. Or, or if your friend tells you they've set you up on a, on a blind date with a beautiful person, and then I walk in, right? That's Correct. Like, you know, it's the cop. I'm Andy yeah, that, Dalton. That, that's exactly what I'm mm. thinking. You, you are the Andy Dalton of blind dates. <laughs> and, and, you know, and so I get the, but you understand the point I'm making, and I think it was beautifully voiced by the one and only Michael Wilbon. This is a disaster. Yeah. And it, it doesn't mean it doesn't mean that Dalton is the worst guy in the league. It doesn't mean that. And this guy, Ryan Pace, should be fired if this is all he can do. And his coach, Matt Nagy, because he didn't want to coach Trubisky, he wanted to pine away for his days as an assistant in Kansas City where he had Mahomes as a red shirt. He should be fired because he doesn't want to coach Trubisky. These guys, I've been telling you this for three or four years. Yeah. They are a disaster. They have led to ruin the Chicago Bears. So that was pretty much the mood for those of you who don't know anyone who aren't married to someone from Chicago yesterday, as I am. Basically, yesterday was a day where everyone needs to be fired. Yesterday in Chicago, everybody's getting fired. And candidly, that's probably what is going to happen because... Andy Dalton is a, is, a, is a decent NFL quarterback. That situation needs a star. That situation needs Deshaun. It needs Russell Wilson. It needs to elevate the talent they have to something special because they're not. They're average offensive talent, and this is an average quarterback, and what you're going to get is average on offense, which is better than what you've had for the most part the last year or two, but it's not nearly enough in the NFC. And... You heard him mention the Trubisky piece of this. That's the one part of the story I will never understand. The Bears 
have handled, it's not even that they've mishandled it. They've handled it so strangely as to defy logic. So they make the mistake. They trade up and they take Trubisky ahead of Mahomes and Watson. I'm not going over it again. You already know it. It will be stamped on all of their foreheads for the rest of their lives. There's nothing that's going to change that. But it doesn't mean the fact that he got drafted ahead of those other two guys doesn't mean you can't try and play with him. And the truth is that he has given you some reason to believe you can win with him. He has won. What is the record when he starts? They're 25 and 13 when he starts and Matt Nagy is their head coach. And so that's really good. And while the eye test tells you it's not really pretty, you could try to work with it. But instead of doing that, they've made it so evident that the only thing in the world they would not do is try and play Mitch Trubisky. They went out and got Nick Foles, who, by the way, is not nearly as good as Andy Dalton. They went out and got him, and despite all evidence to the contrary, stuck with him. They benched Mitch Trubisky at 3-0. and They threw Foles out there. He was awful. They got awful. And they wouldn't go back to Trubisky until Foles got hurt. They, 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 they just would not do it. And so I posted it on Twitter yesterday, and I stand by it. It was a mistake to take Trubisky where they did. Of that, there is no question. But it can also be true that the way they've handled Trubisky is a disaster, an absolute disaster, and it defies logic. And I hope he winds up someplace that someone wants to give him a chance. I sort of view him and Sam Darnold similarly, although the situations are totally different. I don't think Trubisky could have done much better than what he did under the circumstances, and I know Darnold couldn't have done much better than what he did. Darnold has a lot of talent. Trubisky, I think, has a skill set. I don't think he's great, but I think he's got a skill set you can try to win with. We'll see if anyone gives that a shot. In the meantime, let's take your calls coming up next year at 888-SAY-ESPN. Free agency, fast and furious. How are we feeling about your football team, what they've done, what they haven't done, what they need to do? 888-SAY-ESPN is my number. We'll take your calls coming up next. We'll also give you terrible news, terrible news. If you are a fan of the biggest winner of the week, I mean that. You'll hear it coming up next after this word from DraftKings. You know, the tournament is finally here. And DraftKings, the leader in one-day fantasy, is celebrating with $1 million in total prizes up for grabs. And when you enter the free DraftKings $1 million survivor pool, you could get a shot at winning $10,000 for every upset through the first two rounds of the tournament. Get in on all of this week's action by downloading the DraftKings app and enter my name, Greeny, as the code during sign-up. You'll be entered for the free $1 million survivor pool. That's code Greeny to enter into DraftKings' free $1 million survivor pool. Eligibility restrictions and terms and conditions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. Back in a flash on ESPN Radio. With everyone fighting for attention, how can your business stand out and connect with customers? Easy. Get Constant Contact. Constant Contact's award-winning marketing platform has helped millions of small businesses stand out, stay top of mind, and see big results fast. Constant Contact makes it easy to promote your business with powerful tools like email and SMS marketing, social media posting, and even events management. With Constant Contact, you'll reach new audiences, grow your customer list, and communicate more effectively to sell more, raise more, and fast-track growth. Don't know much about marketing? No sweat. Constant Contact's writing assistance tools and automation features help you say the right thing at the right time, every time. Plus, you can send with confidence knowing your emails are actually reaching your customers thanks to Constant Contact's best-in-class 97% deliverability rate. 
Tackle any challenge with Constant Contact's expert live customer support. Plus, everything's backed by their 30-day money-back guarantee. So get going and start growing your business today with a free trial at ConstantContact.com. Just go to ConstantContact.com right now. Constant Contact, helping the small stand tall. ConstantContact.com. Reggie White, who's a defensive end for the Green Bay Packers, says that the firebombing of his church in Knoxville, Tennessee this week was the work of racists who may have been trying to hurt him. First there was one fire, then there was another, then there was another. It wasn't just Reggie's church that burnt down. Hundreds of churches burned in the 90s. I think we have a major problem in our country that we don't want to admit, and that has to do with racism. Was this 1996 or 1956? 30 for 30 podcast and Antsgate presents Through the Flames. Listen now wherever you get your podcasts. Greeny, the podcast. All right, rolling along, Greeny, with you as always from above the Heineken River Deck at Pier 17 and delighted that you are with me here. We're going to come to your calls in just a moment. But, and we will have some more trivia questions working through here. Hembo, we've got some more trivia to go. Hembo's got some tips for your brackets and a whole lot more um, as we continue. But I told you there was really bad news for the team that feels like the biggest winner of the week. And let me tell you what that news is. That team is the New England Patriots. They've outspent everybody. They've outspent themselves basically throughout their history this week, taking advantage, it would seem, of a blip in the circumstances uh, when they had money and many other teams did not at a time when the salary cap dipped. And so they've gone out there and they've got themselves a whole bunch of players. Did you know that over the last five years, the team that has spent the most guaranteed money in free agency is the New York Jets? And that during those five years, they have the worst record in the National Football League. Did you know that over that same period, the Jacksonville Jaguars have spent the second most guaranteed dollars in the NFL, and they have the second worst record in the NFL? What this suggests is not only doesn't winning March mean winning in September and October, it actually seems to mean the opposite. So maybe this is a year that you'd rather have your team not win so big in March and it'll give them a bigger chance of winning in September, October, November, or December. Having said that, Bill Belichick tends to skew a lot of those rules as far as I'm concerned, and I would not bet against him having it right. That said, with a lot of things left in the hopper today, let me come to the phone lines here. Bubba, we ready to roll? We got some calls here at 888-SAY-ESPN. We've been talking about free agency and trades and all the moves happening around the NFL, and I want to hear how you feel about your team. Bubba, who's first up? First up is Ryan. All right, Ryan, you're on ESPN Radio. Ryan, how are we feeling right now? Well, I feel fine. I'm a Cowboys fan, and I think we'll, we'll end up being okay. But I want to throw to you, Mitchell Trubisky, two places that might be good for him under older veteran quarterbacks that may be on their way out, learn from Pittsburgh and Tampa Bay. One's yeah. a quarterback whisperer. What about your thoughts about that being a place for Mitchell Trubisky? I hear what you're saying. Yes, I, I get it. Here, here's what I think of with Trubisky. Trubisky knows, needs to be someplace and be a backup. I don't think any team in the NFL looks at him and says, there's my starter next year. I think that he should go to a place where he's backing up a quarterback with a similar skill set. I think the perfect place for him would be Buffalo because what Mitchell Trubisky, excuse me, what Josh Allen is, is what Mitchell Trubisky should have been, or at least what they hoped he'd be. 
He came out of college as a big, strong guy who could run with a big arm, and they needed to develop him as a passer. The difference is, in Buffalo, they did, and in Chicago, they didn't even try. Those seem to me to be the, the, the differences there. You look skeptical to me, Hembo. No, I, so, you're, so even though he does not have a chance to play there, you, right. you, you use 2021 as something like a redshirt season. He's not going anywhere to play. So, I mean, I, I get that Jameis Winston may have sort of sat in the right spot and learned and gotten a chance, but Jameis Winston and Drew Brees, hilariously, are similar, despite <laughs> the fact that Jameis Winston's like a, a head taller and outweighs him by probably 50 pounds. They actually play the game similarly. Jameis Winston stands in the pocket and flings it. That's what he does. He does what Brees does. He just doesn't do it nearly as well, and he throws it to the other team half the time. But he plays a similar style to Brees. Um, Trubisky plays a similar style to Allen. I, I'm just trying to think of an offense that he could go and learn and look like he might be decent in. And then maybe you get your shot if somebody gets hurt or you wind up going somewhere else. Baltimore? Baltimore is another one. I mean, he's, he's <laughs> I remember one time I said to Dominique Foxworth, could we call Mitchell Trubisky a poor man's Cam Newton? And he said, well, maybe a destitute man's. <laughs> so he's a destitute man's Lamar Jackson. But that's what he does. He runs. He's got a big arm, and he needs to be developed as a passer. That's what they're doing with Lamar Jackson in Baltimore. They committed to it. That's what they've done in Buffalo with Josh Allen, and they've turned him into a great player. It's what they just refused to do in Chicago with Trubisky. So I appreciate the call, but those wouldn't be the first places I'd think of. A lot of young quarterbacks. I think Sam Darnold would do very well to wind up in Pittsburgh. He could wind up their quarterback a year from now. That would be great for him. uh, To me, Trubisky... Wherever he goes, he's going to be the backup, and I would, I would be looking into an offense that seems tailored to what he does well. Greeny on ESPN Radio. Bubba, who's next? Tyler, up next. All right, Tyler. Well, how are we feeling about free agency so far? Uh, crazy, actually. You know, I feel that, uh, you know, the way Pittsburgh did Bud Dupree, which, you know, they wanted to keep Roethlisberger but get rid of a player that could make a difference down the road, I just don't think they made the right decision. So Bud Dupree Ben's a good quarterback, but he's old. <laughs> yeah. So Bud Dupree signed with Tennessee. Bud Dupree is a is a, a a top tier edge pass rusher who tore his ACL and got what did he get fourteen million from Tennessee? I think it was um, for a one year deal. And the Steelers, anyone who follows the Steelers, knew they were going to lose a bunch of players. They weren't going to be able to keep everybody. And I don't think Roethlisberger is the reason why. Someone has to play quarterback. So the, uh, he redid the deal. I, I, don't, I don't think that Dupree was coming back or Juju was coming back no matter what. And they still have to get a bunch of other guys signed there. Like, they're going to have to sign T.J. Watt and Minka Fitzpatrick and all. They got a lot of cap stuff. They got cap issues in Pittsburgh. So I will say of, the, of, I will say of their situation right now what I said of them during their skid last year. Roethlisberger isn't their biggest problem. They have a lot of other problems whose names are not Ben Roethlisberger. Let me do one or two more. Greeny on ESPN Radio. Bubba, who's next? Jackson is up next. Jackson, how are we feeling? Good. How are you? I'm, I'm good. Uh, my team has done all right. I like what we did. We went out. We got the receiver. We got a pass rusher. Um, and, and now I'm waiting to see if they wind up getting Deshaun Watson. So that's how I feel. How do you feel? I, I feel curious because I'm a Packers fan, and I'm just kind of worried about the lack of help that Aaron Rodgers has given them cap space-wise, not not uh, helping them create any more cap space by restructuring. You damn well should be. No, no, no. This is not about Rodgers and his contract. You, you should be concerned if you're a Packer fan. Do you know what that, that site is in the distance? You know, you know when um, 
when you take off on an airplane, you ever look out the window when you take off? I enjoy, especially when I was a kid, I used to like looking out and seeing as things got smaller and smaller and smaller as you got further and further away. If you're the Packers, that's the Tampa Bay Buccaneers right now. They're getting smaller and smaller and smaller because they're getting further and further away. They just keep bringing in people to put around Tom Brady to try and win the championship this year. And the Packers just keep not doing that with Aaron Rodgers. They just can't help themselves. Yes, they brought back Aaron Jones, and that was better, I think, than losing Aaron Jones. But now they lose their center, Corey Lindsley, because he costs a lot of money. It costs a lot of money to try and win games. Who are you spending it on? Who are they going to go out and spend it on? You kept Aaron Jones. You drafted A.J. Dillon the second round last year. I don't understand what they're doing. They act as though they're trying to keep a championship team together. They haven't won a championship in a decade. You've had the best quarterback in the sport for 10 years, and you haven't been in the Super Bowl in that entire time. So whatever it is you've been doing, it hasn't worked. I know they would argue it's worked. We've won 26 regular season games the last two years. You get to a point where that doesn't matter anymore. They are a team that is about winning the championship. Aaron Rodgers' legacy is going to be about winning the championship. He's already proven everything there is to prove beyond that. You make a list of the best quarterbacks ever. I don't care how short it is. He's on it. He might be number one. He hasn't been in the Super Bowl in 10 years. You tell me whose fault that is. Let me get one more in here, Bubba. Who you got? Last we'll do Donovan. All right, Donovan, you're on ESPN Radio. Donovan, we're, we're in the thick of all this football. How are we feeling? Hey, I'm feeling good. Raider Nation, we good, all right? I got John Gruen and Mike Mayock. I have to trust it. We just signed the uh, – and Bach, you know what I'm saying, the dude from the Ravens, I don't know his last name right now, but we signed him. We got the Chargers uh, defensive coordinator. All we needed was a defensive coordinator, the hardest all the talent. We just signed the Bills receiver to help Henry Ruggs out. We good, man. We going to go to the AFC Championship this year, man. That's all I got, man. All right. Thank you. Uh, look, here's what I'll say about the Raiders. Yes, you have no choice but to trust in Gruden because he's not going anywhere. That guy, is he has more job security than the owner does right now with all the <laughs> money that they're paying him. Um to me, yes, the defense was a terrible problem last year. They just fell apart down the stretch of that season. They beat Kansas City, and they all of a sudden they looked like a team about eight, nine, ten games into the season that could make a legit run, and then they just fell off the face of the earth. They should have lost to the Jets, and I'm, I'm trying to remember some of the other games they lost, but they just became terrible. They lost to the Colts, the Chargers, and the Dolphins in, their, in three of their last four games, and then, like you said, uh, the Jets, but the Falcons, the Chiefs, that in the bounce back game, but they started off six and four, six and three. They started six and three. Yeah, they were good. Finished eight and eight. I thought that they were getting somewhere, and then they just fell. And they absolutely should have lost to the Jets. That was that ridiculous play that That's got right. the defensive coordinator <laughs> fired at the very end. So yeah, so they got to get the defense back together again, and then you got to figure out whether Derek Carr really is your quarterback. But I promise you, I promise you, when Russell Wilson puts the Raiders on his list of teams he'd be willing to go to, I promise you, John Gruden hasn't forgotten that. Mm-hmm. What they will do. I can't tell you, but I promise you that Gruden has not forgotten that. All right, Greeny with you here on ESPN Radio. We have a bunch of things left to do here, and Hembo is going to give you some tips as far as ways to fill out your bracket. If you're filling out the sheet today, and I'll remind you, the big round one doesn't come until Friday this year. It's an unusual, it's not the way we're accustomed to it. It's usually Thursday, Friday. This year, that round it comes on Friday and Saturday. So you still have another day or two. So we'll get you to those coming up in just a few minutes um, with Hembo's tips. But before we get to that, I wanted you want to run through the um, you want to run through the green list again one more let's time. Do it. All right, yeah. Let's do it. Let's run through the green list one more time. The list is what determines who matters in this business. 
The Green List. Because of the free agent signings that are coming fast and furious, and we'll see which one winds up being the most meaningful of this year. And the question then becomes, will any of them wind up on this list, which is the top five free agent signings in NFL history, as voted on by me exclusively by me, the world's foremost authority on all matters. Number five. Five is Jim Plunkett. Too easily forgotten. The only quarterback to win two Super Bowls and not be in the Hall of Fame. He signed with the Raiders as a backup in 78 as a free agent, as a bust. He won the Heisman. He was the first pick in the draft, and he was an absolute bust in New England and San Francisco. Signs with the Raiders having been basically left for dead. And all he does is win comeback player of the year and two Super Bowls. One of them is the Super Bowl MVP. Jim Plunkett with one of the great bounce-back stories you've ever seen as a free agent. Perfectly fits this criteria. He is number five on the list of the greatest free agent signings in NFL history. Number four. Four is Peyton Manning. Manning leaving Indianapolis in that emotional press conference. They were moving on to Andrew Luck. He's got the neck. Would he be able to get it back together again somewhere else? Boy, would he ever. Four brilliant seasons in Denver, including in 2013, one of the greatest seasons of all time. He threw for 55 touchdowns, brought that team to two Super Bowls, and won one of them in his final season. He is one of the. He is number four on the list of the greatest free agent signings in NFL history. Number three. But he's a spot behind Brady. Brady is three. This year, this one year alone in Tampa, and I know what you're saying. You're saying, Greeny, how could his one year be better than, than Peyton's four years? I'll tell you why. Because the one championship that Peyton won in Denver, they carried him. Absolutely carried him. He'll tell you that. That was the defense that won that championship. Von Miller and those guys. Peyton had brilliant seasons in Denver, but he was done when they won the championship. What were his numbers again? Nine touchdowns, 17 interceptions. That the season. season. He got benched for Brock Osweiler right. at one point that year. Came mm-hmm. back and, look, did what he had to do to win the championship. Take nothing away from it, and it goes on his resume. But Tom Brady is the reason Tampa won the Super Bowl this year. Yeah, their defense was really good. But Tom Brady threw over 40 touchdowns this year. He was the reason, is the reason. They are Super Bowl champs. And, oh, by the way, he's not done yet, and they're not done yet. He's already number three on the list of greatest free agent signings after just one year, and he could be on his way up. Number two. Right in front of him, I have Reggie White. Reggie White is the first great free agent signing in NFL history in 1993. Played with the Packers six years, averaged over 11 sacks a year, had three sacks in the Super Bowl. He was the defensive player of the year in 1998. I think he's considered by most people to be as good as any player in the history of his position at defensive end. And when God told him to go to Green Bay, as he said, as the first really major free agent of all time, it changed everything for the Packers and Favre and that team. And for the longest time, I believe he was considered the number one most important free agent in NFL history. Number one. But I think right now you have to give that to Drew Brees. Drew Brees for what he meant to the Saints on the field and what he meant to the city of New Orleans off the field. I think those are of equal significance. He completely revived a, a, a region and a city and brought hope and happiness and joy to millions of people who desperately needed it, having lived through one of the worst experiences that you could ever possibly imagine in Hurricane Katrina. And then, oh, by the way, on the field, he is about the most accomplished. He, about the, the, his numbers are about as significant as those of any quarterback that ever played. And so for all of those reasons, Drew Brees is number one on today's green list of the five greatest free agent signings in NFL history. Jim Plunkett is five, Peyton Manning is four, Brady is three, Reggie White is two, and at number one 
is Drew Brees. All right, give me one more trivia question because I really like these and it makes me angry that I didn't get the last one right. Hembo's got NCAA tournament trivia for us. Give me a question. Greeny, which player scored the most points in the NCAA tournament as a freshman? Okay. So the really obvious one that immediately comes to mind is Carmelo Anthony. But these days... It's all freshmen. So, <laughs> um, you know, like, uh, who am I forgetting? Which, which freshman, le- like Anthony Davis, led a team? It's got to be someone who played all the way through the tournament. It can't be someone who just played, like, two games. Your thinking is correct, and Carmelo Anthony is third on this list. Third on the list. So, I, w- like, I'm thinking of the Fab Five. They were all freshmen and went to the championship game that year. And I, I'm sure Weber would have been their leading scorer that year. More recently than that. It's more recent than Chris Weber. So I'm thinking, who, what other freshmen have led teams all the way to the, ch- they don't have to have won the championship, but no. they have to have gotten to the championship game. And this player did. And I this would team think did. in order to, because you need six games to have scored that many points. And it's obviously going to have been recent. Why am I struggling so hard to think of it? Who have won the championship? It's not Davis, recent? but this guy did go on to be the number one pick in the draft. From Kentucky. No. Not from Kentucky. Because I was thinking of Carl Anthony Towns. But for Towns. that coach. But for John Kelly, Derek Rose. Derek Rose is Derek correct. Rose at, at Memphis. At Memphis in 2008. Second on this list is Kenny Anderson. He scored 124 points for Georgia Tech wow. in 1990. All the way back then. Wow. That's, that's the top three. That is something else. I like these trivia questions. I hope that you like them too. But meanwhile, I will now invite you to take out your bracket sheet, okay? And take a look at your sheet. Unless you're driving. If you're driving, to make a plan to do this later. But otherwise, take out your sheet. And look at it as we take you through five notes that come from our analytics department of ways that you can win this year's bracket. You got the one sheet of integrity, one sheet, and you need to fill out your sheet and you need to try and make all these picks. So Hembo is going to give you a bunch of different notes here that should give you a sense of where they begin. And I love the first one. When we're in the first round, you want to take three teams that are seated 12 or lower so 12, 13, 14, 15. Tell mm-hmm. us why. Multiple teams seated 12 or lower have advanced past the round of 64 in 32 of the last 35 tournaments. So, Our, go ahead. Yeah, I was going to say. So 32 of the 35 years that they've been in this format, teams that are seated 12, 13, 14, 15, or 16 have advanced an average of three a year. And the likeliest ones this year are? 13 Liberty. 14 Colgate, and 13 North Texas. So those are the upsets to look at in that first round. You want to take three such teams, and the ones that our analytics tell you are the best picks are Liberty, Colgate, and North Texas. All right, the next one. At least one double-digit seed, meaning 10 or lower, has made the Sweet 16 33 out of 35 years. 33 out of 35 you want a double-digit seed in the Sweet 16, and right now our analytics tell us which teams are the likeliest to do it. 11-seeded Syracuse, 10 Virginia Tech, and 10 Maryland. So the average is two a year. So if it's averaging two a year, you want to put two of those teams into your Sweet 16. Syracuse, Virginia Tech, and Maryland pick two of those three. Next, at least one team seated three or lower has made it to the Final Four in 32 out of 35 tournaments. So you don't want to put all one seeds and two seeds into the final four. Who are the likeliest teams to make it this year? Five Villanova in the south, 
five Tennessee, they're in the Midwest, and six Texas Tech, they're in the South. That's interesting to me because this could include threes Correct. or fours, mm-hmm. but you're telling me Villanova, Tennessee, and Texas Tech are more likely. All right, next, a one seed has won the tournament 22 of the last 35 years. A top three seed has won it 31 of the 35 years. There are four different teams that have at least a 10% chance of winning it all. Your champion should be one of these four teams. Gonzaga, Baylor, Houston, and Illinois. All right. Those are all either ones or twos. Gonzaga, Baylor, Houston, or Illinois should be your champion, says our analytics. And by the way, Gonzaga isn't the obvious pick you think it is. Because here's the final note. The average strength of schedule rank among national champions is 26. Gonzaga's schedule ranked 86th. That's based upon the conference they play in. But the point is, if you look historically at the teams that win the championship, they have played a much tougher schedule than Gonzaga has played this year. People are going to tell you Gonzaga is a lock. People are telling you a lie. Take one of the other teams, Baylor, Houston, or Illinois, to win it all. Good luck with your sheet of integrity, and I'll see you back in Better Than Ever tomorrow on ESPN Radio. Thanks for listening to Greeny, the podcast. You can check out Greeny live weekdays at noon Eastern on ESPN Radio and on ESPN+. Also, don't miss Greeny on Get Up, weekday mornings at 8 Eastern on ESPN. This is Greeny, the podcast. Death is the only punishment here. Now streaming, FX's Shogun. My master asks, what do you seek here? To vanquish our common enemies. Based on the global bestseller by James Clavell. War is coming. The epic saga of war, passion, and power. Let it come. FX's Shogun, now streaming on Hulu.